thank you for joining us for this episode of Corkscrews and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. And we have some really exciting guests for you today. But first, Jennifer, what are we sipping on? We have another Cabernet Sauvignon in California. It is Lee's Fitch. Fantastic. Ooh. Some very nice wine glasses today. <laughs> it tastes better in this kind of wine glass. <laughs> Also, it's really good. It's because you feel fancy. I do feel fancy. <laughs> you should see the stems on this. We might try to put a photo together for online. Very nice. Brian Truman with Cloud Realty LLC specializes in multifamily sales. Brian is an accomplished salesman with 28 years in the business. He has been a sports broadcaster, business broker, a city councilman, and traveled extensively. Jenna Truman with KW Commercial Excel Group worked for 17 years as a marketing professional, for three and a half years as a commercial real estate appraiser, three years as a business broker, and since 2013 as commercial realtor and team leader of Excel Group. Brian and Jenna reside in the Nolensville, Tennessee area. They have four sons and one daughter-in-law and are happily involved with their family, church, and community. Brian and Jenna Truman, thank you so much for joining us today. Our Thank pleasure. You. Thank you Thank for inviting you. us. <laughs> so, it's you came from out west to get to Nashville. How far out west? Um, I'm mainly from Colorado, but we most recently moved from the state of Utah. That's where my parents live. Okay. But then um, Brian received a command performance promotion, and they said move to Nashville or get, look for another job. But he'd been traveling out here already and loved it and I took his word for it so when we moved here we just found madly in love with it and it, we've been here 13 years so we know that you are a past expert in the radio business um, how did you get into real estate so <clears throat> my background has been in so I came out of college became a sports broadcaster for a few years I'm sorry TV and then yeah television and uh, with the NBC network, covered the Utah Jazz, one of the assignments I had. But then from there, after two or three years of thinking maybe I wanted to look at something a little more stable, then I went into corporate America. So okay. I was in corporate America for over 20 years as a sales manager and traveled all 50 states, was probably gone to an two weeks or more every month mm -hmm. traveling and um, then after a few corporate hostile takeovers yeah. I decided that uh, I would leave corporate America and start my own business so I started a business brokerage company here in Nashville at the about that time Jana was uh, a commercial real estate appraiser and oh. Jana went and got her license coming from being an appraiser to getting her license and so that's what really got us into to real estate so she got her license in 2013 and then as I mentioned after these hostile takeovers then I decided in 2016 to uh, to join Jana in real estate full-time so I originally my uh, you were mentioning that you have you're uh, an overly educated guy and yeah. I uh, have actually a degree in advertising and a degree in graphic design so my first career was as a professional marketer so I worked as an art director and then I worked as a graphic design um, freelancer and a social media marketing expert for 
for 17 years. And then I had a friend convince me that I was far too analytical to be a professional artist and he <laughs> wanted me to come and work for him as a commercial real estate appraiser. And I thought, <laughs> okay, that's a little bit of a leap, but I'm gonna go with this because I think that this could be interesting. And I wanted to learn about how to start a business from scratch and he mm -hmm. was doing that. So I thought if I could go to school and get an MBA and pay someone else or I could just watch him do it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm gonna take this opportunity and, and, he, and he was willing to pay to send me to the best schools in the country. So I won um, the lottery in a bunch of different ways by um, switching over to that. And then I found out that I actually really didn't like a, um, certain aspects of appraising, which meant I had to sit in a cubicle and write a 100 to 200 page report rinse, repeat, and I went, no, but I loved everything real estate related. So then when it came time for me to switch over to do business brokerage and um, get my real estate license, then that was logical to me. And then um, I decided to focus mainly just on commercial real estate, and that's actually what Brian and I opted to do, and we've been doing it ever since. Oh yeah. I think that's so cool because a lot of people a lot of creatives look at and they go, well, you know, there's there may be more money to be made in something that's a more left brain operation, and but don't know how their skills can be useful in this new field. Right. And I love how you're saying that you can use all those things that you've already got going, and it makes you even stronger in the field as opposed to someone who is just analytical, been there. Right. From birth. you still have to be analytical. You still have to do the numbers, but everybody can do that. So the secret sauce is that we can do that and all the other stuff too. Yeah. We can really help you pick, you know, pick the right price and and market it, give you top shelf marketing because of that, because of our background. So anyway, it's a really yeah, fun. so much of my background's in sales. So you know, I he can I, sell circles. As I say, I can sell iced Eskimos. I, but Jana is a data hound. She loves I'm a data. Nerd. Right, ah, so as I poke my glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like she said, you know, it's a good combination, right? So, works well. We've had the story. We so last. Uh, uh, I was going to say you need to tell them the story. Yeah, uh, August September of of meeting and you know. Well, and, actually, it starts with the phone call and, and hanging out with Grant Cardone, which was. Oh, you know, you're but, kidding! But you know, so people ask me. Um, I'll try to make this real quick, but it's a really no, interesting story. No, take the time. This is a is, good big name. Yeah. yeah it is, it's, it's a great story. Because okay. um, a lot of people have asked me, well, you know, why do you why specialize just in multi-family? Multi <clears throat> and so I tell this, this story of it was like two and a half, a little over, well. How long well, ago? Yeah, however long ago. It was, it was the Saturday before Christmas in 2016. Yeah, and uh, so Jan and I are getting ready to go out to dinner at 6.30 at night on a Saturday. It's, uh, you know, so <clears throat> we're getting ready to leave the house. My phone rings, I'm looking at the number, and because of all the traveling I did in the corporate world, I recognize, okay, that's an LA number. Yeah. Right, that's, that's and, but it said unknown, and I'm like, okay, I usually don't take those calls, you know, if it's unknown. <laughs> it's California, it's Saturday, it's 6.30, we're headed out of the house to go to dinner, you know, Saturday right before Christmas. I'm like, meh. And I thought, okay, you know what, I'm gonna answer it. So 
I answered it. Gentleman on the other line said, hey, he goes, I got referred to you. He says, I'm in deep trouble. He goes, I need your help really bad. And I'm like, well, hold on. What do you mean by deep trouble? <laughs> you know, and, is there and, a body we and, have to move? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, now what's your name again? You know, and it was, you know, let's, can we start with just the name? And uh, so he basically went through and said, uh, I have until midnight tonight to identify three properties for my 1031 exchange. Oh my uh, God. I just realized wow. that I'm on my 44th, you know, you only have 45 days to identify, right? So he was like, yeah, I only have till midnight. Oh and he's like, I need some properties, man. I need your help. And, and I had just been visiting a couple of days earlier with a, a gentleman that I'd went through real estate kind of school with that I knew his stepfather had some uh, apartment complexes. Yeah. So I told this gentleman, I was like, you know what? I don't have anything right now, but let me make a couple phone calls. I'll try to get back to you in about 30 minutes and let you know. So I called this friend. He called his stepfather because he didn't know whether his stepfather would be, was even looking to sell, willing to sell anything. He called his stepfather. Stepfather said, yeah, you know what? I, I will. So we were able to, so I called him right back, said, you know what? I've got some. I texted him the names, the addresses, all that, so he could get them identified. And then right after the first of the year, he and his wife flew out from L.A. and they came off the plane. Yeah. They they have a they had a video photographer with them. When they so, they invited us to dinner yeah. that night, yeah. they said our daughter may be eating with us, and we thought, hmm, okay. Well, we when we came in to the restaurant, they met us and they said, oh, the nanny that's with us is going to be with our daughter's going to be there, but this is our private videographer and he's going to be taping us this evening and so for our dinner that night we were yeah. we were videotaped for the whole thing and then when Brian went for the inspections of the property the entire thing was videotaped as well and then um, and as it turns out he is a very well-known investor and runs in the he, circles with so he's Bradley and Grant Cardone. Yeah, so he's great friends with Grant and oh, they're real buddy buddies and all that. And he, every year he puts on what he, it's called the driven event. It's, he doesn't like a, the word conferences. He doesn't like them to be more than, you know, one day or more than, you know, two or three. They don't, he doesn't like the conferences of two or three days. Yeah. So his event is just one day. So they invited Jana and I out for his the the one the following year, put VIP, for... put us on the front row, wow. the whole works. Uh, we went out there, and so the event started early in the morning, went through clear through the end of the evening. Well, I'm late, but he they had speakers. So Grant spoke, his wife spoke, um, Bradley. Um, you had uh, Tim Grover, Tim Story. You know, these are people who, you know, uh, Tim Story is one of the guys that has worked with, you know, was personal coach for like Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, all these, you know, great athletes and all that. So any one of those guys that spoke. They could headline They could have headlined themselves. any event. But he, had, he had them all there, wow. right? And so he, so he stood up and said, uh, the gentleman that we had helped first called us, this was his event. He got up right before lunchtime and kind of gave his story of his rags to riches story, right? Of, of you know, I 
you know, I've started out with nothing, and then I've you know got my first duplex, and then a couple quadplexes, and then I decided I was going to sell them and move into you know to commercial and apartments. So I decided I wanted to go to you know the Nashville area, and then he was like, "Yeah, my Nashville realtor is." Here, you know, and he's like, yeah, now where's Brian? And, well, so exactly 750 where, right? investors so, from all over the country, yeah. and he was calling Brian out as the investor, stand, the, uh, the investor advisor for the state so, of Tennessee yeah, for multifamily. So. so that was kind of the beginning for us. I mean, he, it was really surreal. Yeah. And it was the closest I think Brian will probably ever ha have <laughs> where he felt like a rock star because yeah. <laughs> he literally got mobbed, and we have had such a strong California connection as a result of that. Real estate investors looking for a quick close and no appraisals? Reach out to Mike Brady at PropertyRecycle.com. They are a large private equity firm with that personal touch. Property Recycle offers an easy online application, no appraisal requirements, and can close within five days. Ditch your slow, expensive lender and get the money you need today. Call Mike Brady at 615-806-7500. Again, that is 615-806-7500. Or visit PropertyRecycle.com. If you're in the Nashville area, please join us for the monthly Middle Tennessee Investors and Wholesalers Network Happy Hour. Two hours of pure networking and deal making. You'll meet brand new investors and wholesalers, all the way up to those that buy hotels. You can find more information and sign up on our website at corkscrewsandcontracts.com. Don't miss it. Networth Realty of Nashville is growing wealth in Tennessee by providing people across the Nashville metropolitan area with the tools and expertise they need to succeed in the residential real estate market. Their specialists understand the ins and outs of Nashville and are experts at locating undervalued properties in the city's most desirable neighborhoods. That's Networth Realty of Nashville, 615-823-2777. Can you elaborate a little bit more for our uh, listeners because we have a wide range sure. um, about syndication? What is syndication? Just, yeah, sure. like a review of explaining sure. it to us. Okay, listeners. sure. Um, well, syndication is a process where you have um, multiple people who go in together to buy a piece of property. And you have to be a recognized, um, sophisticated investor. The, the IRS has some strict guidelines as to what that looks like, and there are a number um, limitations for the number of people that can invest. Mm -hmm. um, an example, another limitation would be that, if, let's say you have a database of people who want to buy something. Um, and they have told you, they're your friends and family or maybe even just acquaintances, but they've said, hey, if you ever find a property that's gonna be this like this, let us know we would be interested in going into that. So you have to have a, um, essentially an, a, a corporation already set up that's specific for syndication that meets the, 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 the criteria of the government and once you do that, then you can then reach out to, you come across a property that you have identified that would be perfect. Mm. Then you go to your database of people and you say, here's what I wanted, you know, I, I've got this property. Um, is this something that you would be interested in, in doing? It's very important that you can't market that property right. to an outside group. It has to be, very, they have to have come to you and said, I'm, I'm looking for this 
property type before. You, because you can't get, you don't want to run afoul with securities law. Mm-hmm. So you hear that term yeah. tossed around pretty easily in yeah. investment circles, but you can get in trouble with the IRS really quickly if you don't have the, um, the syndication managers that know what they're doing mm-hmm. and that you don't have it set up correctly so that it will stay um, in line with the IRS guidelines and that you have the investors who have had the proper disclosures and that they know what they're, they're, they're doing. They are sophisticated investors. And then on top of that, you have to find the right properties that are gonna provide some um, re- return that you can actually try to predict and control. Does that answer your question? So that and also when you're looking at you know, getting agency debt, what people call agency debt, which is Fannie Freddie, right? Mm-hmm. Government on, on especially, because you look, a lot of syndication happens in, on the multifamily space, but they also, many times these syndication deals have what they call a sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. And you, that's usually somebody that has the experience that can actually sign on that loan because and qualify for the have, loan themselves if they yeah, had to but they have the experience and the the money and the backing so a lot of times new syndications there's a number of people out there that would be considered a sponsor right so Ooh. so um, you know they'll they'll approach people and say hey would you mind being a sponsor on this for us right and so Somebody who knows what they're doing and has the money and has has the experience, yeah. mm-hmm. and and that's a great opportunity for um, a newer investor to get their feet wet is to to be able to do something like that. But you do want to learn about the process. Don't just take anybody's word for it because you can get in trouble really quickly if you don't do your homework. So, and so the people in the the, the blue yeah. blazers might show up and shut down <laughs> your operation. Yes. With boxes looking yes. for documents. Yeah. Yes, they will. And the fines for um, securities law violations can be really steep. Wow. So you have to be really careful that you're not going to get in trouble in that way. So it's just, that's the, the one thing too to keep in mind when we're talking about one of the major differences between residential and commercial mm-hmm. is that the, the government assumes that the public as a consumer on the residential is non-sophisticated and they have a huge amount of regulation to protect them on the buyer side and the on the um the commercial stuff the government assumes that it's the buyer beware and that the if you get into trouble you can't really claim i didn't really read that contract correctly um, or i didn't know what i was getting into they're assuming that you do Mm -hmm. and that if you can't cry big crocodile tears and get off they will go after you on the commercial side. And so you wanna try to eliminate as many variables to where you can get in trouble. And syndication is one of those where it is a buyer beware and you you really do need to know what you're doing. So you need to find investors like you, Wyatt, who yeah. know what they're doing and oh. that can be able to. <laughs> well, thank you. What? <laughs> what, what? Tell us a story of someone that didn't know what they were doing. Well, this is probably, an example of somebody who is who's made a mistake because they didn't have a realtor involved, mm-hmm. a commercial realtor involved, and now they're they're stuck. Mm. Um, so, um, in I, I'm helping someone who is a it's a referral from a residential realtor, 
and as I they wanted me to list their property and when I did this I did my analysis like I would normally do and I saw that they had a tenant that it was it's a property that's um, split zoned so it's commercial in the front and residential in the back it's like and, a mullet uh, yeah like a mullet <laughs> yeah. and on the on and in this particular oh instance they um, the the people that bought the property they had rented the front property and then they ended up buying it oh. But they didn't really know what they were doing. And when they did all this, they didn't have any realtors involved. And when they bought the property, then they turned around because they had been able to use the the back part, which had a garage, to park their own vehicles because of, of the fact that it had a little apartment and they lived in the back and they did the business in the front, but they used the... The garage. Still see a mullet. My bad. My so, bad. <laughs> well, what ended up happening is I said, if you're going to sell this property, first off, I see that your um, permission from the city by a permit, um, a temporary permit to be able to utilize that garage for the to park to use for the storage of vehicles associated with your vehicle, your your business. Yeah. But the problem is that that has expired, and you now have a tenant in there. That, in my opinion, is a non-conforming use, and it, I, in my opinion, it's only a matter of time before the city catches wind and they're going to cite you. Mm. And so, anybody buying this property, they're going to look at that and they're going to see that there's an instability or risk because your current use is non, not not in conjunction with codes. Huh. They actually had literally within, and I, I promise I didn't report them, <laughs> but the neighbor complained and they did get cited. And now and it was the next and day, it was the next after, day she had after I had explained this to them. So they were going, they thought, she did she say something? And I'm like, no, why would I? I, you wanna, I want right. you to be able to show the most income. And they had a tenant in the front and a tenant in the back. Yeah. And I wanted them to be able to count that. Mm -hmm. But I was telling them it would be great if you could, but you can't because a typical person who's going to buy this is going to look at that and, and, and they're going to, when they get in their due diligence, yeah. they're going to see that that's a non-conforming use according to the zoning and that, that okay. you, they can't count that income. So now they're going to have to go through the process of evicting their tenant and all the hassle that comes with that because in, fortunately for them, when I read through their lease, I saw that there was a, there's actually some, uh, um, a paragraph in their lease that says that it's the tenant's responsibility to see that they comply with code. Ooh. Um, so they were lucky in that the, the random template lease that they picked happened to have that in there. Oh, wow. And that was that is actually the trigger for them to be able to get out so of saving grace. so saving grace saving to be able grace. to have their tenant have to be evicted because the tenant was responsible for the code and now they've been cited they can say you are not so then you for therefore you can you have to leave oh but now it still right means yeah. no they didn't use a lawyer they picked they oh, downloaded some of, random off of the web huh off of the web which oh. is a big no no anyway yeah. but. But then, but the, in the end, what they're going to have to go through, I've, I've recommended they get a lawyer involved because they want to make sure that everything is clean for um, getting rid of that tenant. But now they're going to still have to apply for a variance 
so that the front tenant can use the garage for the parking of the front tenant's vehicle so that they can get the income back in order to keep the rate up so that they could get their target sales price. Otherwise, because their property is an income producing property, investors are going to, and it's, there, there is what's called a leased fee estate on the front portion, meaning that they have loaned the use of that to someone else they, the, the value of that property is based on the income and the type of lease. Mm-hmm. And if they want to get, based on when we were talking about cap rates mm-hmm. and having what would be an expected cap rate for that type of property, based on the income they would receive in order for them to maximize the sales price, they have to have the income to back it up. This is, so, the, this is the fun we have in commercial. But, <laughs> but I would example. rather have maybe the person to help walk them through that and to help them know that there's somebody who's on their side and that I'm genuinely looking out for them. And I can't, I can't be the lawyer in this, but I can say this is the time for you to get the lawyer involved mm-hmm. and, and also to make sure that um, I actually save them a lot of money by virtue of the fact that um, I can get everything ready for the lawyer. Oh or help them get ready for the lawyer so that when they go to the lawyer, that it costs them much, much less because they're already prepared. So call me the pre-lawyer, I guess. You know. <laughs> but you we know. always do the disclaimer when we're talking to them is, we're not a lawyer, we don't even play one on television, we're not a CPA, <laughs> we don't do all that. Yeah. We give yeah. all those disclaimers, right? But so we know where, they, where our role ends yeah. and where the lawyers begin, and, then, and that can be worth its weight in gold. Oh, yeah. Brian and Jana, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you we for having us. We are honored to have you to be here with you, and we're glad that we can be able to have this conversation. And hopefully, yeah. you can be a guest blogger on our our, our yeah, website. Yeah, hopefully, we've provided some for your listeners that education. of Corkscrews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.